0: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Larry. He has Parkinson's and is getting deep brain stimulation surgery tomorrow. Let's talk about it. Well, we're back with our, our favorite uh, radio uh, extraordinaire, uh, co-founder co of PD Avengers, uh, our favorite Vancouverite. What do you call them? Okay. I thought
0: you were going to say favorite person. And I was like, that's yeah, I mean, Larry is one of my favorite I mean, hey. people for sure. What but about, like, I, I also else? don't want to offend anybody else who we, <laughs> you know, like. Like my girlfriend, or yeah, something right, like that, right, 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 right. Your dog, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. right, yeah. Uh, the
4: the Larry, the Larry, the great Larry Gifford, uh, back on the show for fuck, who knows? I don't know. This may be the fifth time, um, <laughs> but we uh, we just love you so much, and we just can't get enough of you. And uh, and you you sent an email to me not too long ago, giving me a little life update, which uh, which I really do appreciate that you you think of us every so often because we think about you quite a bit. And uh, Larry, you're you you. You drop the fucking the bomb on us that you're going in for a super gnarly sounding, uh, yet very hopeful sounding surgery. Um, So lay it on us. Give us give us. Let's just dive right into it. Give us the goods.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me again. And it's great hanging out. You guys would make me feel young, which is great. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, God. Uh, You're welcome. Yes. Uh, so uh, October 24, I'm going in for what they call deep brain stimulation. And so basically brain surgery uh, that will um, allow me to uh, whatever my my the levodopa the carbidopa that I take for Parkinson's. Mm. Uh, the best on time I have for that on any given day, they can with this deep brain stimulation, they can take me there twenty four hours a day. So uh-huh. there's no ups Whoa. and downs.
1: Whoa! And and just for um for for people who are tuning in who haven't uh, uh, haven't listened to any of our previous episodes with us, give us like a give give us like a mm. like a one minute primer on um on on you and your
2: Parkinson's and your kind of experience uh, diagnosis with Parkinson's. Sure, yeah. I was diagnosed in 2017 with young onset Parkinson's at the age of 45. Uh, I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, uh, originally from Ohio. Uh, and what? I, how did
1: I miss that? How did I miss that in all the I don't think I knew that, that either. That we had. I didn't know that.
0: Originally we, talked, from we, Ohio. Talked, we talked about uh, in the first com- conversation, we talked about your your radio career and how it moved you all over the place. But right. I think at that point you would mentioned that you're from Ohio too.
1: No, it looks like yeah. Brian isn't so disrespectful after all. That's right. <laughs> That's right.
0: And Brian and
2: didn't even favorite. show up the last fucking recording that we did with Larry. I can't even, I can't even word,
0: um, believe that we're jumping right in things because I just finished eating a burger and I want to know how your family's doing. There. But, but keep going, well, we'll keep going, going with the story. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, and so
2: I, uh, I, I'd actually now looking back, I, my wife and I can see that I had symptoms for about 15 or 20 years before my diagnosis. Mm. Um, and as we learn more about Parkinson's, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's progressive, it's degenerative. And so it, it, it basically, I don't produce my own dopamine anymore in my brain. Mm. And so, but the the symptoms for Parkinson's only appear outwardly after like 80% of your dopamine producing brain cells have died off. Mm. And so by the time you you get the tremor, like you've had it for a
1: long time, mm-hmm. Yeah uh, that's a that's a really interesting um it's it's a really interesting point about um neurodegenerative diseases in general um I've read a book recently and there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of content on neurodegenerative diseases and how things like parkinsons um and alzheimers like they they are lurking under the surface for so long before they ever show up in a way that would make you
2: um that would make you question if that there's right. whether there's something going on or not, and the symptoms are so disparate that you don't connect them as one thing. you just think you're getting older mm. like mm-hmm. you know i've I've never been forty five before, so why you know maybe this is what that feels like, you know totally yeah mm-hmm. you know, i 40. I feel
1: like that about like I feel like that about i and i i feel like I feel like in the public uh sort of domain or discussion. There's like there's this idea that like once you pass 30, it's just like now expect a bu- a whole slew of bodily things to start to change. You're going to get aches when you, you know, you're you not going to recover the same. You're going to get aches in places that your
4: boners aren't are, going to work. Your Boners are going to start are, are going to work as well.
1: Like there's all these things. And I can imagine. And, and, you know, I'm 30, I'm 32, turning 33 just in a few days. And I, and I feel, I feel that I even feel that way, at, at, you know, at, at 32 is, of going, of feeling something and going, Oh, that's just being older. But then, right. but then also then having the background of having conversations with tons of people on the show and going, or is it possibly, or is it Parkinson's? This other this thing? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, and it really does throw you for no. A loop. Yeah,
4: totally. I mean, you know, like you guys know over the last like few weeks, I've been going through a bunch of health stuff and, and there's a big question mark behind all of it. And, you know, so it's it's hard for your brain not to go to those places like, you know, where, you know, where I'm going. Is it lupus? Fuck. I don't know. Is it cancer? Fuck. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, or is it the, nothing? Or is it just <laughs> the fact that I'm stressed? You know, like who yeah. fucking knows? Yeah. Um, Larry, I think just for just for context, before we like get into the deep brain stimulation, um, uh, give us give us a little bit of insight into, you know, what. What the sort of treatment regimen has been for you uh, over the last little bit? Um, you know, I, I think most people listening to this, or at least, are, are at least, somewhat aware of what Parkinson's is. Um, uh, maybe not, but but you know, I, I would guess most people like have a have a you know at least an idea in their head. I'm like, no, oh yeah, it's I do so. I, I, I think they
2: have an idea have. in their head, but they don't know what that is. They know, exactly. Oh, they know Muhammad Ali and they know Michael J. Fox and maybe an uncle like right right but when it comes think,
4: down to what's actually going on they have no fucking clue i mean like we didn't before we spoke to you um so give us like give us a little bit of that primer like sure. what's what's going on in your body and how have they been treating it up to this point point? and then right. we'll dive into what's what's to come
2: so um the, the what, what's happening is because dopamine uh it's not just a happy drug it's also the communication drug in Ooh. your body so if you need to transmit communications from your brain to your hand to your foot to your boner or whatever uh it, it, that that's you need dopamine and if you don't have the dopamine there's the communication is lacking and so like it'll make you walk funny it'll make it so you can't pee right it'll make it so you are depressed or anxious anxious even when you're Typically wouldn't be it. It's not like a reaction to the diagnosis It's actually a symptom like anxiety and depression and apathy. Um, and so they're, they they used to call it a motor symptom disease. And now it's it's really a full body disease and it's really diseases and everybody's is different. And so the there's so, they say there's over 40 symptoms. I've counted over 100 symptoms for the people I know. Um, it, it, it's really it's it's this ongoing, you just sort of collect them as you go. And everybody says, there's no way to know what your journey is going to be like. Mm. So you work with your neurologist to figure out what's what's giving me the biggest issues today and let's treat those. So sleep is always a big issue for people with Parkinson's, whether getting to sleep, staying to sleep, having to get up multiple times through the night to pee or, or, or acting out your dreams because your body doesn't paralyze when mm. you sleep because mm-hmm. you can't communicate to it. So that all those automatic functions that happen get disrupted because Parkinson's is, is blocking dopamine from communicating to your body while you're sleeping or while, mm. you know, you don't think about how you're walking, you're just walking. But I have to think about lifting my foot up and putting it down and, you know, everything's effortful. Mm.
0: I, I think, Larry, from, from what I remember, I, I remember you saying that those symptoms have, like, changed quite a bit for you. Over the course of of you know when you were first diagnosed to up until um, today, I'm assuming what like what has that been like in terms of the symptoms that you've primarily experienced? Um, some that we've probably already talked about, and then what has sort of changed or been different more recently?
2: Yeah, so I um, I, my biggest problem initially was my my gait, my walk, mm-hmm. uh, and I, they actually I had to go to physical therapy for quite a while and relearn how to walk um, because the Parkinson's had had, had screwed me up so bad that I I couldn't, I had no rhythm with my walk. I couldn't figure out how to get the cadence right. Um, and mm. it was really, just, it's like, I was like dragging my foot and clomping it. Um, and so that was the big part of it. I've, I've had to um, really figure out how to um, manage work and the, like being a, a manager leader at work and mm. the executive functioning, which in your brain really, is uh, like it's like multitasking, it's keeping things together, it's leading a meeting, it's all these things that I used to be really good at. Now, you know, writing a complex email can take me up to four hours now instead of, you know, 15 minutes. Mm. Um, so, has,
0: has Chat GBT helped with that <laughs> at all?
2: I love Chat GBT.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it,
2: it is lifesaver. That yeah. that's
0: that's been a big I guess a big development since uh since the last time we spoke is like the the prevalence of AI tools that can help sort of um automate some of these things that oh, would probably take you that, a lot of time. Ooh. Yeah, I mean writing a
2: blog post now is a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, like it's
4: from a from an accessibility standpoint. I've never really. I mean, there's the, the, me neither. Really, yeah, lens. but like from a, an accessibility standpoint, um, I mean, ChatGPT can be really, really fucking useful. Well, you know, it's, yeah.
2: It's, you can even it's, write code with it with your for your website mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's funny that you were talking about uh, gate because this is a little side story, but just to share with with you more on a personal level, like it's a little I, side
1: story. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I've I've been building a gate tracker. Um, okay. Um, using ChatGPT to help me write the code, cool. and uh, and I was actually developing it as it was basically a project that I came up with just to test to see like what the capabilities were and if I could actually you know, conceptualize a product and then build it and follow through on it. And um, this sort of, uh, the reason why this project was attractive to me is because it included different devices like uh, 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 accelerometers that communicate with different microcomputers to send the data to a phone app. And um, initially I thought that it'd be fun to like try to model um, Elliot Kipchoge, the marathon runner's gate, and then try Mm -hmm. to play some sort of feedback to me while I was running (laughs) <laughs> to see if I could try to get my gait as similar to his, um, but now I'm thinking about like you know when you mentioned your your gait and the challenge with with Parkinson's, um, was it was it a, like with your gait? I, I don't remember this, but was it was it that you couldn't? Um, you weren't aware of the way that you were walking in the moment, and and that was what was causing you the trouble with the way that you were walking. Or like, uh, well, did...
2: I, I just accepted it as my old man walk. Mm. Okay, right. Like mm-hmm. and people would start going, did you hurt yourself? Like, no, this is just how I walk. Yeah. I mean, we, we thought
4: you just turned up the
2: swagger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but like one of the things that uh, the other things that like I have, I have bladder issues where like, I, I, I don't, I can't pee on demand anymore. Like I'll, I'll have to go. And then I go in there and I can't go. Or like you, suddenly there's urgency and like, I got to get to the bathroom now. Um there's the, the right side of my body initially was slower than the left side. It's still that way, but the tremor was on my right side. It's now gone totally to both sides of my body. Mm. And, and and I'm having troubles now keeping it hidden with the uh, levodopa. I take 20, 20, 21 pills of levodopa, carbidopa a day. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, basically every other hour I take pills. Wow, um, and
4: and the levodopa carbidopa. Can you just give us like a sort of uh, an overview of what 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 that's doing in your body, or what it's yeah, supposed to be doing? It's
2: producing synthetic dopamine, so it's yeah. replacing the dopamine in my body, yeah. so I can act, as, you know, so I can talk to you, so I can, you know, live life. Yeah. Uh, it was dis- dis- it was dis- discovered and for use for Parkinson's in the early, or I guess, late '60s. Approved by the. Uh, by go- the government for use for Parkinson's in the early '70s, and it's the best thing we still have.
1: Wow, You're 55
2: years later, yeah, wow, that's right. wild. What would what yeah.
1: would um what what's your understanding of what your life would look like if you didn't have that to
2: take? Oh, that's an interesting story. So I um had to for the surgery that we're going to have, I had to go off meds for 12 hours, 14 hours, and uh, so I went off meds the night before my appointment, and I woke up. I couldn't put a shirt on. I couldn't walk, like except for like old man walk. I was crouched over. My I, I aged like twenty years. Uh, wow. and this was just being off of it for twelve hours,
3: wow. and wow.
2: and and I couldn't. Like they'd ask a question, it, it would take me thirty seconds just to get a word out. Wow. It, 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 and this I was shocked. And then after the tests that they did, I uh, took two pills. Forty minutes later, I was back to being me. Wow! Wow! And what about like what about you
4: know is there any in in that in that time period of of not having it in your system and 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 sort of sort of seeing the ways that your body is react like acting or reacting or not reacting for that matter, um, how did it feel physically or or I was there any trapped. sort of yeah I right. felt
2: trapped like I could think, but I couldn't express myself right. So it was like. like like I was in a foreign body.
4: Wow. How trippy. I mean, like, and and emotionally, like, did you, was it, I mean, was it, it must've been scary. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because like you, you want to get words out. You want to, you want to move. You want to do something. You can't, you can't figure out how to, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? Because I don't know how to, (laughs) like you can, you can think it, but then you can't figure out how to get it from your thought to, action
4: oh my goodness um,
1: this might be a um this might be a s- bit of a stupid question but um oh good i like those um like <laughs> it, when when so when you describe that i mean that is a stark contrast it's like basically not able to function yeah and to to what we're doing now i mean like right you know sitting here on over zoom if i didn't know you as a friend and you didn't give me any of this information I'm probably not going to be thinking there's something going on with this guy and what's so I need to get to the bottom of it and what the fuck's going on. like I would just go okay I'm talking to Larry and Larry's yeah. whatever we're talking about if it's a work meeting or something like that that's a very big that's a very that's huge big gap between those two things do you think that or is there something in the way and this is a similar concern that I have for for CF with trikafta where you get a drug that does such a good job at Fixing like a really big problem with the disease, that it slows down the uh, urgency to yes. find the next thing that's yeah. going to take it that next step further. yeah
2: absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, once they were able to get people to have a, a better lifestyle with Parkinson's, they're like, all right, let's move on to the next thing." Uh, now there's still people working on it science takes time there's great researchers out there that are looking for things but they all they've done really is is iterate on the levodopa on, on how you t- deliver it as a, and you know, what strengths you have do you inhale it do you shoot it you know, like whatever it is um they haven't there's been no game changing uh disease altering medications yet they are yeah. just still masks Mm-hmm. Um, and and before there was the levodopa carbidopa you'd be institutionalized after probably three to five years of parkinson's and Ooh. uh you just you Run didn't away. know what to do with you yeah like you, yeah. you, you probably, your life life expectancy was probably five to ten years mm. um because yeah. your body w- can't can't do the automatic functions anymore and you're just you know le- left to uh your own devices. If you've seen the movie awakenings with Robin Williams, uh, sure that is about the, 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 the discovery that levodopa carbidopa has this effect on people who are like even comatose. Wow. Um, so if you look that movie up, that's kind of the, uh, a pivotal point in, uh, in the discovery of what that drug can do. It's an interesting um, the, um, conversation around, Around
1: like the way in which a, a disease, particularly neuro- neurodegenerative disease like Parkinson's or like Alzheimer's, the 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 thing I'm going to bring up is more spe- more speaking to to Alzheimer's. But my my wife asked me the other day, I think something came up about uh, I, I don't, a, a a friend whose father maybe had just been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and had a really steep decline. And Kyla said, "How does Alzheimer's end up?" killing you and I kind of told her of how like some of like the simple things that you do when they start to fade it's like they give you trouble but when they go away entirely you know like when you for when when your body forgets how to swallow or breathe then it's like it's it's one issue to have trouble breathing but it's a it's another issue entirely when that degrades to the fact
2: that you can't that you're you can't inspirate anymore yeah, there um, there are moments when I'm I'm trying to swallow and I can't initiate the swallow, mm. and so then there's just something stuck in the back of my throat.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, there scary. was a I saw a TikTok the other day of a guy. Uh, talking about how like you can only swallow three or four times before uh, it starts to, to like become challenging, and I was like, nah, fuck off!" and I did it. Really? And then, yeah, and then and then and then I did it, and I got to like swallow four, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's getting like actually do, really hard." Do to, you like, just
1: mean like consecutively?
4: Consecutively cool. swallowing. You're, you're, <laughs> did you just did try you to try, do
1: try it?
0: it? Yeah, yeah. And, you almost so <laughs> the, the first three were like okay, Easy. and then the, the fourth, fourth one you're one like, was "What the weirdly fuck?" Difficult.
4: Yeah, difficult, and it's uh, it's oh, you and it's an awful feeling. Yeah, like that is an awful feeling. Yeah. And you just did it to yourself. Now imagine your body just doing that shit to you without you yet asking. You two know, like two it, quick
1: ones and I felt it a lot.
4: It's weird, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the fuck that is. Well maybe, maybe I'll maybe, maybe we'll cover it on field. It might be totally different
1: than this.
2: <laughs> but it's um, giving us it's, it's it's
1: it's it's making us it's making us it's giving us empathy. That's right. And we're related. That's
2: right. Well and, and there's so many weird things like that for Parkinson's. I was at yeah. a, a conference in uh Barcelona and I I, I'm not paralyzed in my sleep. And so in the middle of the night, I dove out of bed right into the, the nightstand and ended up getting oh. cut on my face. Oh, oh fuck!
4: Yeah. <laughs> Do your <laughs> dream like, um, uh, you know, I know some medications like fuck with your dreams and stuff like that. And like, you know, if your body is, if your body is incapable of, of paralyzing itself in your sleep, which is like what it should be doing, um, right. you know, to to a degree. Um, so that you don't act at your dreams did like, do your dreams feel more fucking wild? Because like you're, you're just acting them out and you're like, you know, is it more primal or more sort of like aggressive or more violent? Yeah. yeah, Vivid,
2: violent. Uh, It's pretty typical for people with Parkinson's to have very clear lifelike dreams. Um, And it's like, uh, it's oftentimes not safe to sleep with a partner because you don't, you know, you may be, you know, you a fight with somebody or fighting for your life, and then suddenly you're attacking the person that's in bed with you. That's right. not good.
4: Yeah, um,
2: yeah. But I got a brand new Lazy Boy, so now I'm sleeping very comfortably. Nice. And those
4: are hard <laughs> yes. to get out of. You know, it's hard to hard to launch yourself out of that into <laughs> right. a into a side yeah, table. You know?
0: right. <laughs> Larry, I'm I'm curious to to go for you. You mentioned like the that there hasn't really been any there there hasn't been any at all um, significant innovations in the way that Parkinson's is is treated since levodopa carbidopa. Um, but then you mentioned at the beginning, we were talking about deep brain stimulation. Um, where does deep brain stimulation fit? Like, is this an innovative, a new thing? Or like, how does, how does that sort of fit into your tr- treatment?
2: Yeah, this is, this is not a cure. This is um, basically, it, it's mimicking what the levodopa would do. Uh, but it, gives it, it delivers it on a more consistent basis. So you can be at your peak all day long. Okay. Uh, where with the levodopa, there's a there's a on ramp huh. and an off ramp, um, and so all day long I'm building and falling and building and falling, and this will just keep me at one spot all day long.
1: So is it is it is it um, are are they inserting something? Is it like a, a yeah? A, a, so let me let me walk yeah take you us take us through it. Yeah, because yeah.
2: it's it's fucking wild. So what's gonna happen is of uh, the the, um, the morning of the surgery, out uh they'll wheel me in and they'll they'll actually put a, like a big brace around my neck and my head so like you've probably seen the it's almost like a uh, it's like my own little personal doggy cone Yeah. but, <laughs> nice. but it's like a, it's a rack that goes over your head it's a square thing that shoots up so, and then they they um, uh screw that onto the to, the to the table so i can't move my head Do
0: they shave so, your head
2: but, so they're going to shave patches of my head But what they'll do is they'll they'll screw, they'll freeze a a couple points of my head, but they'll just screw the pins straight into my skull. Dude, that's so fucking metal. And and then uh, during the surgery, they'll shave the areas and they're going to put two um, dime sized holes that they're going to drill them into my skull. So they'll have to peel back my, they'll take like uh, a, a knife and slice my skin and peel it back a little bit. And then to expose the skull. And then they'll drill uh, two points right here, uh, like my widow's peak. Um, and uh, they'll insert uh, rods down there that are electric stimulus rods. Um, and so they'll find the certain points that they need, very exact points uh, in the deep part of my brain. And once they find the spot, they'll test different things. I'll, they'll, I have to be awake during the surgery without any, Whoa. Without 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 any medication because I need to be on so they can ask me questions and they can see that it's really working. Oh,
4: um, wow! So yeah, so it's like the it's like the, uh, the burnt, I toast. burnt toast kind right. of vibe. That's right. Uh, yeah. For people for our American listeners, uh, you, you you don't get that reference, and but, you don't get to get that reference. because That's just for us Canadians. But pause up here, and so. Google it. Yeah. Pause <laughs> and Google burnt toast
1: <laughs> heritage yeah, yeah,
0: moment. Yeah. I mean, it is a it it was a Canadian heritage moment moment but it was world changing in terms of the application of Uh, all of the all of the heritage moments were which is why exactly but but that's what i'm saying it's like it is relevant to the rest of the world yeah Yeah. Yeah, i need
1: these baskets back
4: (laughs) are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice it's time to dig deeper Uh, Larry, as you as you were talking there, I brought up the images that you had sent me, which are, uh, um, and and I'll just I'll explain it to the folks that we're looking at. So it it it's an it's an image of a man's face. You can see where they're going to shave Larry's head up here, guys. Yeah, um, which uh, that's gonna look uh, it's gonna look great on you, Larry. To be honest, no, right. that's like, the, I'm gonna look, right. look yeah. very, very handsome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, this contraption over your face. I mean, I, I think I re- responded to you in our email and said uh, it's it's giving us some Hannibal Lecter vibes. Oh, for uh, when sure. they had him strapped to the uh, to the the, the wheelable man. like fucking like <laughs> that. <laughs> just is crazy. But then there's there's yeah. So so now we're looking at a at a at a drawing of a man who is going through the surgery. So he's got like this apparatus just wrapped around his whole face and then you can see the like the the electrode driver that's gonna like i'm, I'm guessing drive shit into your brain and <laughs> it i mean it looks it's wild. like it the image we're looking at right now looks like it was like a, a, a like okay. a, a drawing orange. from the set of yeah clockwork orange or some sort of wild fucking sci-fi movie like it looks it looks scary like i see that and i would go ah fuck that i'm not going to that i'm not showing up on the 24th <laughs>
2: Um, I don't want that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Like, how are you, how are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling about, you know, like, well, I guess, A, A, how are you feeling with the surgery overall? How do you feel about the being awake part? Like, is that something that makes you feel safer or even more scared or, you know, like what, what's your, what are your thoughts overall about this entire process?
2: Well, it's, 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 there's certainly some hesitation and reservation and then there's anticipation for, you know, actually, being have better, being more more present for my family, mm. and 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 really, not having to deal with a lot of the, the things that I deal with on a day to day basis. It's not going to take me off my medicine all the way. It's not a cure, but it is going to basically. Uh, they they used to say it, it'll it'll take you back five or ten years in, as far as your symptoms are concerned. Wow. Okay. Um, not, but, not in
4: terms of your the way the the age of your in your face.
2: No, uh, I'm still very young looking. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's, right but, that's right. But what what my my, what my surgeon tells me he goes just whatever whatever your best is when when you're on your best that's what I can do for you 24 hours a day. And then Ooh. what they'll do is as as the as the disease progresses they'll just keep chasing it with different frequencies.
4: Okay. So oh, so wow. so this thing the, this thing that they're are they installing a, are they installing a, I'm trying to picture of like what's like going on Like an electrode. There. Okay. Like little, yeah. Right. On a rod. And so then, yeah, right. There's okay. two of them.
2: And then they're connected uh, with wires that go behind my ear and they'll go in, into my chest where I have uh, installed a, basically a pacemaker, but for my brain.
4: Okay. So this isn't like oh, remote controlled where you have your hand and you go, you know what, I'm going yeah, to, like, I'm gonna like, I'm going to press the that. plus button to like jack up some of the.
2: Oh, okay. So they'll give me a frequency range that I can play within. So if I'm going to have a live performance, we're going to speak to somebody or whatever, like I can adjust things or if it feeling off or if I'm feeling Whoa. like I'm moving too much, I can lower it. Right. Think about and, how and is crazy there, that is. Like I mean, it's wild. You it's literally
0: fucking wild. have a control that you're turning up and down the way that you, you like involuntarily respond
2: in a situation. Yeah, my son was hoping it would be more like a joystick so he could move me around. <laughs> man, I mean, imagine
1: what this is going to look like, like this kind of thing. I mean, you think about things like Neuralink and you're like, man, right. mm. 10 years from now, mm-hmm. what is that going to look like? You know, is that going to be is that going to be an AI driven, I mean, almost certainly an AI sure, yeah. d- d- driven driven technology where where I mean, you just think it and it does it. Yeah. Like what Talking about deep brain stimulation, like. it's, right? cr- it's yeah. crazy. I mean, which that, also
4: deep brain stimulation sounds a lot hornier than it is. Um, it really does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that yeah, is, is the
1: that is the uh, <laughs> like that is the when when people talk about Neuralink, the you know, it, it's easy to get like swept off with the whole like you know I'm going to be the smartest person in the world and blah 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 and make a trillion dollars. But really, the foundation of the tech is well, to I mean, it was,
4: is to help people who are paralyzed yes, people yeah. with neurodegenerative diseases healthcare. like it's yeah. Health, yeah. it's healthcare a
1: healthcare tech mm. yeah. but
4: again like we've said you know a thousand times on this podcast there's a there is a real history of 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 things that have been added to society for the sake of accessibility for people who are living with disability and those things just also happen to make all of our lives the folks who are not affected by disability, a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit mm-hmm. easier, a little bit more accessible,
0: a little bit more, you know, yeah. um, so that's just. We just get to test them on the people who, you know, are vulnerable. <laughs> that yeah. makes it sound so much better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Let me, let me answer <laughs> your question about being awake during the surgery, because this is this is one thing that yeah, like I, got- I I used to fear doctors before I had Parkinson's and now I really like them. I think that they're actually human and real yeah. and they're helpful. Uh, but they, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm mixed about it. I'd kind of like to just be knocked out and wake up and have it done. That's uh,
4: yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel.
2: I, uh, I, I will have a nurse there that will, her whole job is to just hold my hand and scratch my nose and to, you know keep me, keep, keep me focused on just being there with yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, cause I'm not allowed to put, move anything close to my head. So if, like I get an itchy nose, she has to scratch it or yeah. whatever. <laughs> did, um,
0: did they say whether it would be like how much pain you would actually experience?
2: So again, there's the, there's the, the learned experience of this operation. And then there's the lived experience of this operation. So when you talk to the doctors, they'll tell you what's in the textbooks. And when you talk to the people, they'll tell you what's real um and so the doctors will say well you know there's no pain nerve endings in your skull so there's no pain when we drill um and but what what they don't tell you is that when they screw the the helmet or the the cage on your face and Mm. put it into your skull that hurts like like a lot yeah of course yeah when they drill into your head it, it's the most, it's like, it's like somebody's crushing your skull with, with, yeah. it's not pain. It's just the, 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 uh, like 30 seconds of just the, the most fierce, um, uh, intense, uh, like somebody's squeezing or pushing or, you know, they're drilling in. So it's like mm. you get this pressure on your head. Mm-hmm. Um, Even, that's I mean, for,
4: for anyone who's not, uh, and, and I'm, I'm not familiar because I, ha- I haven't done it. Um, but it's been, but it's been on my radar of something to like potentially do at some point in the future. But uh, skull, like you know, sc- scalp tattoos, tattoos on the back of your head or on the top of your head, they are notorious in in the in the world of tattoos. People who are people who have their entire bodies covered, um, they will tell you that when you get a tattoo on the top of your skull, there is nothing more painful. And uncomfortable. It's not just the pain; it's also the like the the incessant rattling of your skull as this thing is just mm-hmm. vibrating on the top of your head. And
2: and yeah, because you can and, feel the vibration and you can hear it. Obviously.
4: That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's all encompassing. Like it really just it just totally I, takes you over.
0: I,
2: I'm curious, Larry. You so um, got a
4: drill in you, the head. I you can, mentioned the, the
0: can't difference. How bad that is. <laughs> you mentioned the difference between like the 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 learned experience versus the lived experience. And I know that you're. Obviously, a super active member of the Parkinson's community. Um, so, what have you learned from uh, other people who have gone through this experience so far?
2: Well, I mean, the, obviously, you know, have a, you know, be prepared, like, and understand the pain is temporary, and the results are worth it because these the people. I mean, it's life changing for people. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go back to being uh, to focusing on life instead of focusing on how to get through the day. Yeah.
0: The, like it, it's, it strikes me when you say that the doctor said that like, whatever your best moment is during the day, I can bring you, bring you to that moment 24 hours a day. Um, but also, you know, the doctor doesn't have Parkinson, So like that is a learned experience from them that they feel like, you know, from what they've heard, probably that's right. true. So what, like, what about the community do they like, is that sort of validated in what you've heard from other people who've been through it?
2: Uh, well, yeah, for 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 a while, but then like they'll have to start taking more medication, or because yeah. there's going to be a max out. Like, they they can exchange the technology out of the battery, like every five to ten years, and update the technology, but then it's um it, it, it you 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 end up um maxing out on what what the surgery can do. Ultimately, right. so then you have to go back and add more pills. It, but you can't go off of it because the, it is still working to mm-hmm. a to a, mm-hmm. to a level,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: then then so so then after a while you're just back to where you were. You yeah. just have more help with it. So and, and when you, you, you say after you, a
4: while, like like when I think about uh lung transplant, you know, it's it. There's some people that there's some people that go years and years sure. uh, without having to go in for a second, you know, transplant, and then there's some people that. They last two years and, and, and it, you know, there was rejection, all these things. So like, uh, you know, on average, like what is the, what is the, you know, the extent of the time that you get where you are in this like positive state, as opposed to it progressing to a point of getting back to where you were
2: before. Yeah. Again, everybody's so different, but it's, um, you know, from what I can tell anywhere from five to 15 years is, is pretty typical.
4: And, Um, and, and this, this, like this surgery seems really intense and really aggressive. Um, yes. But also, but also,
2: but also seems very helpful. Um, And so like, and they use it for other, other things too. They'll, they'll use it for, for all, they're they're looking to use it for Alzheimer's. They're looking to, they use it for uh, um, like other, other neuro Issues that you have, what's the one where you, you, it's where you swear automatically all the time? Tourette's. Tourette's, Tourette's, Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like,
4: is this in, in the case of Parkinson's, is this surgery a sort of like last ditch effort or is it, you know, we only really go down this road once you reach a a certain point or like, you know, where does this sit in terms of like the, the, the sort of, you know, the arc of your, of treatment for most people?
2: I, uh, I would say that it's used to be last resort. Uh, and then if, if, but if you think about what it's doing, it's giving you access to your best on time, 24 hours a day. So if you wait too long, your best on, isn't really good at all. So you want to do it. it, The sweet spot is, well, if you're, if you react positively to the levodopa, then you're, you're a good candidate. If you are, um, if if, and you've got to be sort of to a point where the pills are interrupting your lifestyle so Mm. taking pills every two hours is not really living life you're just Mm. you're living life by a by an alarm Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what this hopefully does is Cuts it back so I only have to think about taking a pill, you know, when I wake up and when I go to bed or something. Yeah, yeah you know, it's right.
0: it's it's pretty wild to think about um, technology and like the technology's role in healthcare, and then think about technology in terms of like you know technology and people's everyday everyday use technology, like iPhones. Like you, if you have an iPhone that is five to ten years old, probably fucking sucks. Yeah, you know, relative to to like what else is out there. Well, so I. Here- I, I I, 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 but, but it
2: also depends on where you are in the world. Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, levodopa is such a, a cheap drug. It's been around for 50 years and it's still unavailable in two thirds of the world's countries. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. What, wh- why is,
0: why is that?
2: Well, I it's,
4: mean, why, why, are, why, are, why are most, you know, most like important medications unavailable in most of those countries? It It has to do with, it has to do with it has to do with money. It has to do with money. Like it's just, it's just, yeah. it's just money. It's it, you know, for for the for the people making levodopa, they're going, why are we gonna, why are we gonna put this drug into this country that can't pay us the amount that right. we want my, for it? Right. My
0: uh, my question about the technology is more so about you know, like like how software updates can you know improve technology over time. So like you buy you know like the promise of like buying a Tesla today is that you know in four years from now they can push an update to it and it'll be just like all the other teslas that are released at that time so i'm curious like is there any ability for them to update the technology once it's inside of you
2: oh yeah so the battery holds all the technology so the battery i have to have replaced every five years or so right so when they replace that they'll upgrade the technology okay uh, like they have technology now where they can remote they can remote into your dbs system um and they can like let's say uh, my doctor was in you know whistler and and i'm in alaska he can dial up my my dbs and tweak it from afar he's just like
0: hitting the fresh pow in whistler and like and you're like you're about to go on stage and perform and he's like oh oh, it just takes a call turns up you just
1: described a <clears throat> commercial, because that's like how they would look. Yeah. They would go like, this yeah. is how easy it is." <laughs> yeah, you're totally. like, "Well, yeah. really, they would do it in an office, and Larry'd probably be <laughs> yeah. at home." But like, yeah. Yeah. let's make it
0: really cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Wouldn't it be cool like yeah. that on on the chair? There'd be a lot of small print at yeah. the bottom of that. <laughs> yeah. Do not try this. <laughs> yeah, um,
2: how like but, is it? Did
4: you have to wait long for the surgery? Or, you I know? did,
2: and that's you know, it depends on where you live. Like in in British Columbia, we only had one surgeon until recently that did this operation. Uh, so my neurologist uh, saw the reactions that I had to the levodopa early on, and so we put my name on the list four years ago. Wow! And, wow! And we, my name just uh, got called this, this spring. What's wow. the name of
4: the doctor uh, that 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 does it?
2: Doctor Honey. Dr. Honey,
4: <laughs> get man. the fuck of it. We, we had Dr. Honey on the show. Dr. Honey was oh, a, right. Dr. Honey was that badass motherfucker who like, that's right. He was to, like, uh, uh, I just created, I don't know, like 15 different things that have to do with the brain. And there's right. the malaria. Vancouver the, syndrome. He, oh, yeah, malaria, not malaria.
1: Ebola. He was at, he was like, at, he was at ground zero for a boat. I Ebola, had a feeling it was
4: Dr. Honey because uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jay, who lives here is, is a, he's, he's a very young neurosurgeon and okay. i was asking him about neurosurgery and and like um I, I said i was like do you know dr honey and he was like of of course i know dr doc- everybody knows dr honey and but then he goes but also i i should say like there are not many neurosurgeons no. in this country there are very few wow. um and and so they kind of all know each other so when you were when you were saying like you know there was only one guy and I was going I bet you it's dr honey because dr yeah, honey's so
2: the, the Vancouver guy and he's he's done over a thousand of these operations and hasn't lost anyone yet so I he goes do you have any questions I'm like how can I make sure that I, I stay on the good list yeah, yeah <laughs> right, right, that's right. right I completely
1: yeah. forgot that he 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 came up with the thing Vancouver with the, syndrome, with yeah. the Van, Vancouver with syndrome Vancouver
4: syndrome And he's from Vancouver and Vancouver and the is longest an acronym, acronym. and yeah. the acronym has nothing to do with the city and it, it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> it's fine <laughs> I mean, Doctor Hunt, he, He's he's a he is a uh, he's he's, a he's kind of guy. he's he's hailed as like a really truly yeah. like like gifted, um, surgeon. So it's it's nice to hear that you got you're you're in. You're, it seems like you're in good hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor um, Honey's
0: the best person if you got a sticky situation like this. Hey, oh, bro, oh, you fuck yeah. motherfucker! God son- damn it, Brian!
2: <laughs> ah! I I I do I do feel like this. Like I'm like it when you think about the surgery and you're laying there awake and there's people poking in your brain, yeah. I can't imagine a more vulnerable position to be in. Totally. Really. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah.
2: And that, that scares me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, Are you worried? Like, I, do you mean I that? I had like, a dream the other night, for instance, Brian, <laughs> yeah. that they were putting the the cage on my head and twisting it. And then they got distracted and I kept twisting. And then my head popped like a it oh god whoa, oh yeah whoa, how did you that act dream sucks, in your but dream. like that sounds like a fun dream <laughs> not so awful.
0: um i was gonna ask you are you it's like the thing that you feel really vulnerable vulnerable about is that like they're gonna poke your brain and you're gonna be like like say something like uh i'm really sad about this childhood trauma that i experienced and like that will be the vulnerable <laughs>
2: moment or you don't put your stuff on me <laughs> yeah that's right yeah you tell them you He's, tell them right? you son of a bitch that's what i would be worried about if they were <laughs> no, poking my brain so i had, a friend of mine was in surgery and they were working on her uh and testing the different sites and the the surgeons had it exactly where they wanted it to be but she couldn't talk to tell them that she couldn't talk oh whoa it's like all right so we're gonna wrap this up and so and she's like I can see you and I can hear you, but I can't talk. It was like, she's like, she was the most frightened she'd ever been. Yeah and, yeah, and then he, the surgeon said, well, let's test one more thing. And then they realized she couldn't talk. And then they go, let's move it. Like just over there. How's that? Oh, I feel like a new person again.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Holy
4: shit, dude. The brain is nuts. Man, man. the brain is so, it's so mind blowing. Are like, you it,
0: going to say that to, um, the, the team before? Like, are you going to say like, make sure I, I can I, talk. I say something. I say something yeah. before
2: you seal it up. Um, I was, I was actually, I think they've probably got it covered. They <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. really only need that to happen once. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Once it happens once they, they, they like, they take note. What, uh, not to like, it's not on to, the list.
4: not to dwell on this because, you know, because obviously like, I, and, and, and if, and if you're not, com- not comfortable kind of talking about this, Larry, that's, I totally get it. But um, what, You know, obviously, when you go in for any kind of surgery, there's always that conversation with somebody at some point down the line where they say, hey, here are some of the the risks. Here are some of the things to consider. You know, we're going to be we're going to be going into your abdomen. And so there's a possibility that you might have an ostomy when you come out of this or, you know, yada, yada, whatever. What are the what are the things that they kind of lay out for you of of going, look, typically this goes well, but sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, here are the here are the potentials.
2: So um, on the table, I could have a stroke. Uh, that's okay. yeah, uh, you know, you could have a major or minor stroke. Um, doesn't happen often, probably two less than two percent of the time. Um, you could obviously, you know, bleed out if you, if they touch the wrong thing, um, and then uh, you could get infections,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, which you know that could keep it from healing. Uh, that talked to one woman. Uh, for for my podcast, when life gives you Parkinson's, who had the DBS surgery and it worked, but she, she never healed from it. So after three years of them trying to going back in and cleaning it out three times, it still didn't heal, and so they had to remove the device. Oh no! Can you imagine that going through that mm. surgery again to just reverse it? Yeah, Ooh. fuck. So um, so yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly, um, but I I I I i've had lots of talks with my wife um mm-hmm. we've talked about you know my pl- my wishes you know mm-hmm. as far and and i got to fill out some paperwork so it's you followed like i don't i don't want to be a vegetable i don't want to just live to live i want to know yeah you know I, I want to be able to be active and present and mm-hmm. you know all that good stuff and so and you know my son's a little nervous about it he's 14 mm-hmm. so we talked in this weekend and we told him, you know, hey, Dr. Honey's done a lot of these things and nobody's died yet. And you know, mm-hmm. we've got lots of friends that he knows that have had the surgery. And well, he goes, yeah, yeah, He goes, Wait a second. I got one question. I said, Okay. He goes, If you die, can I have your cell phone? <laughs> Important questions. <laughs> Important questions. I'm like, Yeah, sure. Okay. And then he was done.
1: <laughs> this is actually—it's funny because it's actually the like it's it that is such a uh, hilariously common way for kids to like process yeah. like potential threats or harm right. or um, to protect themselves. Like I like I remember like having thoughts about like when I was a kid being like, "What if I lose my parents?" Mm. And you're like, "Oh, like I'll have a host to play in." you know what I mean? Or Mm. whatever. Like, and it's like, that's not the reality and that's not what's going to happen. But like you, you just, you, you tell yourself that because it like helps you kind of, I don't, I don't know
2: what, what it's a coping mechanism Mm. of of sorts. For sure. I mean, it's, it's major surgery, it's brain surgery. And so you have to plan for these things. You have to have these conversations. And I think with any big thing and and anybody who's going through, uh, you know, uh, new degenerative disease or or any kind of de- disease or ailment you got to have a support system, and you know mm. for me, my wife's my biggest support and care partner and and we talk all the time about how we're feeling about what's going on and you know how, where where are we at you know we check in with each other um daily on on it because it just like the disease how we feel about it from any given moment changes mm. mm-hmm. do you f-
0: do you feel like there's been like when you think of 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 your experience with Parkinson's on the whole, and and talking to your your wife about it, has there been like phases of how you have communicated about it um, throughout that time? Like if you think back and like, can you like categorize or classify different phases that you went through, or, or is it really different day to day?
2: Well, it, we've we've had to change the way we communicate altogether because of the the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, we we used to be able to. You know, non-verbally communicate really well, or you know, joke around. But the Parkinson's makes it so I take things very literally, mm. and and so like we, we had to relearn how to talk to each other and how to communicate with each other. So I understood it, or, or like after five o'clock, if you ask me an open-ended question, you're like, I'm probably going to freeze. Like, just give me some choices to yeah. choose from. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and so it, it's it's been difficult that way. I think initially we were we were it was all about acceptance and and, and how, we're, how are we going to live day to day? Um, you know, knowing that I have a long life to live, mm-hmm. um, you know, potentially. Um, and then, then it's really, it's about as, as it progresses that I can do less, mm-hmm. less around the house and less with my son and drive less. And, you know, all this, it's like, oh, how, how am I going to, how am I going to live life? What what are the things I'm going to do to remain active and, and have joy in my life and, 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 and really, if I choose happiness, what does that look like? Mm-hmm.
0: In terms of thinking about those things, like you know, like even the the hobbies or things that you choose to take up um, for enjoyment purposes, has there been things that you've started doing since you got Parkinson's that oh, yeah. are, are like more like, hey, I'll, like I'll be able to do this specific hobby or activity for a lot longer because maybe it doesn't require like fine motor skills yeah. or something like, like shaking that.
4: cocktails.
2: Yeah. Right. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. That's Becoming so a mixologist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm thinking of the curb
1: episode yes. with Michael J. Fox where he shakes the classic where he's where he's like, did you shake that?
2: Did you he give more code? Did you yeah. shake that? No, yeah, it's park. Um <laughs> uh, I, I actually Lego uh I I do because oh, yeah. of, I connected with my son on it, but it it actually challenges my fine motor, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't, you don't want to avoid you know exercising the things that you're losing. Right. You 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 need to really engage with it. So I've also started doing improv comedy. Yes, so, that's right. And so that really challenges my brain to keep up and track conversation and react in the moment and be present. And so there's there's I, I try to find activities that I enjoy but also are very helpful for for you know you know, neuro, uh, new neural pathways and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's very cool.
4: Yeah. I, I, I forgot. I forgot that you, uh, I remember you told that to us yeah. the last time we, we saw you about the improv. And I just, I think that's, I think it's so amazing because as someone who, you know, that, that was my background is improv. And, and it's, it's one of those things that not only a, is it like when you're in it and you, and you're, and you're really in it, it's so fun. It's yeah. so fun. But also it's like it is an incredible way to keep you sharp and and on your you know on your toes at all times. And I, I I truly think that improv um is one of those skills that should be I mean, it would be amazing to just include improv as as a part of like a, a, a commerce degree, you know, to like, right. like force you to go to improv classes. Because it just it it's one of those things that the skills that you develop from improv go far beyond um, just the stage. Well, it, and it's
2: it, not about being funny. No, that's no, no. People think it, I'm not funny. I couldn't do it. it it's you know, no, the more normal you may, you you are on stage, the funnier it is. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that it it, fun, it is. Yeah. It's
4: it's a it's a fucking phenomenal um, form of art. I, I just I think it's yeah. really amazing. I think
2: there's oh, also. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say uh, to complete the surgery, so they'll, they'll after I'll go home the next day unless something goes wrong uh, and then um, I will have to wait six weeks before they can activate the device. So everything has to heal. Okay. Uh, and then it'll take another six to eight weeks to, to fine tune it. So it mm-hmm. won't be until like the end of December till mm-hmm. I can f- feel the full effect. Wow, it's and, and, a good Christmas
0: present. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah, there you go.
2: And, and and in terms of like
4: recovery, um, is is it pretty standard? Like it's just you know, yeah, we send you home. You know, yeah. you want to you want to like make sure that any wounds or whatever are kept wounds. clean. And but like, there's no, you know, that you shouldn't really have to worry about trying to relearn how to fucking walk. Like that's that's if something goes awfully wrong. Well, I take right. it, yeah, right, right. Yeah,
2: so I, yeah, I, I they won't want me to lift things because of the battery in my chest and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah. Do anything too intensive for a while
4: just need to get to be lazy fucking sick that lazy boy yeah, gonna, gonna come in handy dude
2: right yeah isn't that the best <laughs> <laughs> well
4: larry uh, i mean you know i i i i um i didn't say this right off the top but um you know we we record these episodes in batches and uh and and this episode we're, we're actually we're gonna drop it the day before you go in so oh that's awesome so uh so everybody listening to this right now if you are listening on the day that it came out, October 23rd, take a moment, think about Larry, send a fucking whatever it is. If you if you're a prayer, send a prayer. If you're a, a fucking sp- Woo-woo spot if, if you're send a thought if yeah, you're
1: a th- thought, if you think if you and you think, pray.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Thoughts and prayers. If you're Taylor's <laughs>
4: mother, um kiss, kiss a, a sacred rock and 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 say something <laughs> sure. to the to the stars, like whatever,
2: whatever the fuck you do. Feel free to email me, Larry at pdavengers.com. There you go.
4: Yeah. Send send the love uh Larry's way over on the West Coast. And Larry, we will be thinking about you. Um, and we look forward to the next time we get to have you on the show to record to talk about what life is now like as a part man, part machine. Um, right. and 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 really, hopefully, we will get to see your face when we come to um, when we come to Vancouver for our live recording in December. Yeah, uh, we expect it. That was the, that was our announcement right there. We just we just announced well, it to the world. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so we will be in Vancouver, uh, December fifth, for a live show at the Biltmore Cabaret. But that's not a. We're not here about that right now. We're here for Larry. And again, Larry, uh, tomorrow we're rooting for you, dude. We're Thank so you, fucking ma'am. stoked to have you in our lives. We're so stoked that you are willing to come back on this podcast and just shoot the shit with us because uh, the the work you do is very important. Uh, in terms of advocacy and awareness surrounding Parkinson's. And we're just...
1: Which, if you didn't know, you can check out on previous episodes with Larry. That's right. we didn't really talk right. about it today, but we've talked about it That's, that's right. How can and you people... can
0: also listen to Larry's show, When Life right.
2: Gives You Parkinson's. That's right.
4: How can people stay up to date with you, Larry? How can people find PD Avengers and what PD Avengers is all about? Give yourself yeah, a little plug. Yeah, so PD plug.
2: Avengers is uh, a global alliance of people and partners uh, who are aligned and in, in adding urgency to ending Parkinson's disease. Uh, we have 7,000 members we've got uh, 150 partner organizations in 95 countries that's just pdavengers.com you can get the very latest parkinson's news and stuff up there um and then uh, when life gives you parkinson's is uh anywhere you you can download a podcast and uh yeah I'm on all the socials at uh, at, uh, at parkinson's pod amazing awesome, thank you larry thank you. we
4: uh, we love you dude and and uh we look forward to hearing back uh, hearing from you again once uh, once you've recovered.
2: Thanks guys, love you.
4: Well, there you go folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. As always, we are coming at you Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And if you are a fan of the podcast and you want to support the podcast, there's a number of ways you can do that. First of all, you can leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. We love reading them. You can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app, if that's where you're listening. Or if you want to join the conversation, hop on over to our Discord. The link is in the show notes of this episode. And uh, we have a lovely little community over there of sickos and non-sickos all hanging out, chatting. And uh, hey, you could even help produce the podcast over there if you want. You can, again, find that link in the show notes below. Sick Boy podcast is produced and co host by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Taylor McGilvery, and Brian Stever. The show is managed by Jeffrey Lonis over at Talent Bureau. The sound design of this episode is brought to you by Donovan the CPAP Morgan. And of course, the theme music is from the band Take Part. That is it for this week. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.